Welcome to the first ever podcast with me, Austin Brown, and Nicole Simpson. Um, I don't know. I just kind of felt like I wanted to start doing a podcast series, and Nicole was down as well. I just kind of felt like I wanted to join. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So we were just thinking about what to do for the first podcast, and we thought it might be interesting to do like weird anomalies or like unsolved cases which led us to some creepypasta stuff if you guys heard of creepypasta it's like this website that has a bunch of um stories that people either have created or have either said that they witnessed um one like most known is slenderman slenderman has come out of creepypasta um but yeah, so we've gathered up a few interesting stories and um, events, and we wanted to talk about them and kind of have a little bit of conversation about them. So yeah, um, I guess we'll start off with uh, the death of Lisa Lamb. I don't know how much you guys have heard of this just from the name. But it's actually very known throughout the, um, I feel like very known once you know, you start hearing the story. But basically, it starts off with uh, this girl, her name's Elisa Lamb. She was in her 20s, early 20s, and she was visiting um, <coughs> Los Angeles. Uh, California uh, alone and she was staying in this hotel called the Hotel Cecil Cecil Um, a lot of interesting fact a lot of weird things have gone down in the Hotel Cecil Um, look up some but yeah so basically that's what happened she was staying in the Hotel Cecil and one wait Okay, so basically, every day she would contact her parents, just letting her know, letting her parents know how she's doing, because she was there by herself. And uh, one day, she just all of a sudden stopped contacting them, and her parents didn't know what was up. Like they were starting to get worried, so they contacted the Cecil Hotel, um, and asked like if they've heard anything about her or if she's like they know where she is and said that the hotel staff said that they just saw that she was saw that she was alone um uh katie orphan the manager of a nearby bookstore was the only person who recalled seeing her that day or the day that she purportedly went missing um one side note before I continue is that she uh, was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. She had been prescribed four medications, Wellbutrin, Lamictal, I don't know how to say these, no, Sarogian, whatever, uh, to treat her disorders. <laughs> According to her family, who supposedly kept her history of mental illness a secret, 
Lamb had no history of suicidal ideations or attempts, although one report claimed she had previously gone missing for a brief period. But anyway, back to the story. So um, soon the police got involved and they searched the hotel to the extent uh, that they could. Uh, they searched her room. They had dogs go through the building, including the rooftop, but the um, canines were unsuccessful in detecting her scent. Um, so basically, they that led them to start looking at the video cams to see if they could catch anything, like see where she last went. The only thing that they found was one video on February 15th of a of a her getting into an elevator. Um, this was about a week after still not finding her. They finally found this video. But uh, in the clip, the camera at one of the elevator cab's rear corners looked down from the ceiling, offering a view not just of its interior, but the hallway outside as well. It is somewhat grainy, and the timestamp at the bottom is obscured. At some point, Lamb's mouth is pixelized. At the start, Lamb enters clad in a red zippered hooded sweatshirt over a gray t-shirt with black shorts and sandals. She enters from the left and goes to the control panel, appears to select several floors, and then steps back to the corner. After a few seconds, during which the door fails to close, she steps up to it, leans forward to her head, and through the head is through the door, kind of looking around to see if anything is outside the elevator, stopping it from closing. Um, and then quickly steps back in, backing up to the wall, and then backing into the corner near the control panel. Uh, she kind of looks frightened in this part of the video, but the door remains open, and she walks to it again and stands in the doorway, leaning on the side. Suddenly she steps out into the hall, then to her side, back in, looking to, to the side, then back out. She then steps sideways again, and for a few seconds she is mostly invisible behind the wall as she as her back is just outside the door, and the door remains open. Um, her right arm can be seen going up to her head, and then she turns to re-enter the cab, putting both hands on the side of the door. She then goes to the control panel, presses many more buttons, some more than once, and then returns to the wall she had come into the elevator from. Putting both hands over her ears again, briefly as she walks back to the section of the wall she had been standing against before, again, the door remains open. Um, so then she turns to her right and begins rubbing her forearms together, then waves her hands out to her sides with palms flat and fingers outstretched, like bowling forwards slightly and rocking gently. It's like weird. It looks kind of like she's like making hand signals or like listing. It looked one time when she like putting her finger down, like she's putting up lists, you know, like when people, you know, like when people like yeah yeah you know um but yeah so she was making like wavy hand gestures <clears throat> um uh this can all be seen through the door which remains open after she backs to the wall again and walks away to the left it finally closes and that's the end of the video uh the video was then reported widely into including the chinese video sharing site yoku it's just a random fact i guess um Several theories evolved to explain her actions. One was that Lam was trying to get the elevator car to move in order to escape from someone pursuing her, meaning that there was someone outside of the camera's view either preventing the elevator door from closing or possibly causing harm to her, and that's why she was looking like she was freaking out. Um, however, 
some more people have suggested that she might be under the influence of ecstasy or other some of some of party drug. Um, but none of that was detected in the later body, which I'll get to later. Um, when her bipolar disorder became known to the public, the theory was that she was having a psychotic episode, um, like she was seeing things. Uh, other viewers, probably the more uh, ones that wanted to be more supernatural, argued that the video had tam tampered with before being made public, and it was probably, or they thought that it was some sort of ghost, and that's why she, that's who she was talking to, and that's why we couldn't see anything. Uh, but we'll talk about the theories later on. But anyways, uh, just when they they did they did end up they did end up finding her body. Um, but this is where it gets even worse. So basically, uh, on the morning of February nineteenth, so this is um, two weeks, uh, well, a week and four days after. Uh, the video camera was, or the video was published to the public. Uh, her body was found in one of four 1,000 gallon tanks providing water to guest rooms. Um, the tank was drained, drained and cut open since its maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate equipment needed to remove Lamb's body. Um, but basically how they found her in the, in the tank was um, people living in the hotel had said that the water, when they would turn on the sink, would become black at the beginning when they first turned it on. And as it went more, like, the water would clear up, but they had a really interesting taste and kind of tasted disgusting. And so they started, <laughs> yeah, I know, they started complaining about it to the staff and the hotel staff got the police involved and they looked in the tanks and they found her body. She uh, was completely naked and her clothes were also in the body with her or in the tank with her. Um, they ended up issuing a accidental drowning and with bipolar disorder as the significant factor. Um, but so that's like kind of the end of like where the police just kind of like stop it's like it's a closed case but obviously people want to take it further and that's where the whole conspiracy theories and weird mysteries come into play um the weird thing is that the investigation had determined how lamp died but it did not offer an explanation as to how she got into the tank in the first place. What was that? Okay. <laughs> Doors and stairs that access the hotel's roof were locked, with only staff having the passcodes and keys, and any attempts to force them would supposedly have triggered an alarm. However, the hotel's fire escape could have allowed her to bypass those security measures if she or someone who might have accompanied her there had known. A video made by a Chinese user after Lamb's death had posted to the internet showed that the hotel's roof was easily accessible via the fire escape and that two of the lids of the water tanks were open. Apart from the question of how she got on the roof, others asked if she could have gotten into the tank by herself. All four tanks are 4 by 8 foot 
cylinders propped up on a concrete blocks. There is no fixed access to them, and the hotel workers had to use ladders to look at the water. They are protected by heavy lids that would be difficult to replace from within. Police dogs that searched through the hotel for Lamb, even on the roof shortly after her disappearance was noted, did not find any trace of her, although they had not searched the area near the water tanks. Theories about Lamb's behavior in the elevator video did not st stop with her death. Some argue that she was attempting to hide from a pursuer, perhaps someone ultimately responsible for her death, while others said that she was merely frustrated with the elevator's apparent malfunction. Some proponents of the theory that she was under the influence of illicit drugs are not dissuaded by their abuse from the toxicology screen, suggesting that they might have broken down during the period of time her body de decomposed in the tank, or that she might have taken rare cocktails of such drug that a normal screen would not detect. The autopsy report and its conclusions have also been questioned. For instance, it does not say what the results of the rape kit and fingernail kit were, or even if they were processed. It also records sub, um, subcutaneous pooling of blood and land. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to read that part because that part's a little, little bad. But anyways, um, <laughs> right there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, since her death, her Tumblr blog was updated, presumably through Tumblr's Q option which allows posts to automatically publish themselves when her user is away. Um, her phone was not found either with her body or in her hotel room. It was assumed to have been stolen at the time around her death. Whether the continued updates of her blog were facilitated by the theft of the phone or the work of a hacker or through the queue, it is not known, nor is the known whether the updates are related to her death. So that's basically the story, but... The main thing is, how did she get into the tank, or the roof, the t and into the tank, and then close the tank without supposedly any help, and or if she was killed and then her body was dropped into the tank. So, yeah, that's that story right there. Yeah, and it's just all the... All the weird circumstances surrounding, I mean, there's just, the evidence doesn't point to one specific, like, right. cause. Like, there's there's no telling what could have caused her to act like that. I mean, it could have been drugs, it could have been her bipolar disorder, but, I mean, yeah, I, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, interesting fact about the hotel is that there have been things where people have jumped from the hotel and committed suicide. So just another thought of like possible haunting or <laughs> if you wanted to go conspiracy route that there was a, something there causing people to commit suicide. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's strange to think that she was able to just go up to the roof without anyone noticing and then just ending up in a water tank that is presumably difficult to get into considering that it took um, staff to have a ladder to even open and the, the lid was supposed to be like 20 pounds which I guess isn't that heavy but you know yeah yeah I my it's my belief I don't think she did this to herself I really don't you it think someone killed it just, her 
it just doesn't make sense. But it also, that doesn't make sense to me either because if, if the person who did it didn't have like the swipe or whatever to get up to the, to the roof or whatever, and they had to take the fire escape, how do you take all that dead weight up a fire escape? Right. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And they probably wouldn't have gone willing without trying to yell for help or anything. Yeah, no, that doesn't, like, that doesn't make sense to me. And, like, why would she get in there even? Even if she could get in there, why would she just take her clothes off? Like, that doesn't make sense. Right. And did she take off her clothes before getting in the tank? If she took off her clothes before getting in the tank, I would presume the clothes would not have gone in the tank with her. Yeah, that's weird. And where where's the... If she... I'm assuming she would need to get a ladder, too, to get in there. So was yeah. there a ladder leaning against there when they found it? Like, we don't know that either. Yeah, there really, is, really isn't, like, a picture of the, the rooftop. But from what I've read, it just seems like it's really difficult to just get up there by yourself. Yeah, and based on the investigation, like, someone could have moved a ladder, too. Like, they could have tampered with evidence and not even known. They could have been like, oh, somebody, you know, filtered the water and they left a ladder here and they could have moved it. But I feel like that would, if that person isn't guilty, they would have come forward and said, I moved this ladder, I didn't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's more likely that she, like, got murdered, but I just don't know how they would get up there unless it was, like, hotel staff. Yeah. I think it was disgusting with the whole water in the... Yeah, that's gross. The people living there complaining that the water was black at first. Like, thinking about, like, that was probably her decomposing body just, like, coming through the water tanks. Like, you can't can't undrink that. Like, that's... Uh, and they knowing... probably had to, like, be informed of that, too. Like, they're not just going to be like, oh, like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a lawsuit right there, so. Just living knowing that you've literally drank so someone's gross. decomposition. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who's even held accountable for that, though, because it's like, it's not even the hotel's fault. They didn't know about it, or presumably yeah. they didn't know about it. We don't know that's if it was... insane. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would do if I drank corpse water that's built that's just yeah. oh god yeah i suggest you those of you who are listening uh <laughs> go and watch the youtube video of her in the elevator it's actually uh kind of interesting to watch just her like the door wouldn't close and it didn't like even budge it just kind of just sat there mm-hmm. and she started making like really weird hand gestures it was kind of creepy but i don't know yeah Yeah, to kind of speak on that too, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I can't even, I don't know anything about bipolar disorder, but, like, to me, at least, that doesn't seem like something somebody with bipolar disorder would do. I, again, I don't know, like, what that all involves, but it seems more to me like it would be, like, a drug thing, but it really looks like she's talking to somebody. Yeah, it does. the way she's, the way she's, like, moving, but you don't see anybody in the frame. So, I mean, that's just one more thing that's left up to speculation, but yeah, it's, it's just bizarre. Like, I don't know. There's no other way to describe it. It's just, it's definitely weird. And, and it's weird because when she goes into the corner, like she immediately goes into the corner after she pushes the button the first time she gets on. Right. Like she's like hiding. She goes in the corner she peeks out and then she goes in a different corner like but this time like 
out of the view of like just like somebody walking by mm-hmm. which is kind of I don't know it's just weird like people don't act like that I don't know it's just it's bizarre yeah yeah and like we don't know if she was off her meds or she took too much yeah we just don't know so yeah it's hard to say sometimes I wish I could just figure stuff out but you know then what's the point of having mysteries? <laughs> oh my on the behalf of these people. Yeah, on the behalf of every wow. missing person At case. What <laughs> At what cost? And the family involved. Yeah, that's, that's that terrible. Would, that would be so sad. Just like, I wonder like, this is going to sound really bad, but like, I wonder what her last text was to her like parents. Like, I'd be just like, I'm okay. Like, I'm just enjoying oh my time in LA. Yeah, that's... I mean... That's sad to think about. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So that's that case. Um, I remember listening about it. I forgot when this whole thing started coming out. But, um, yeah, I remember hearing about it. And I thought I would just start off with something that probably is more known. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. All right. So I'm not going to read this entire thing, but basically... Um, I don't, I've heard of this before, actually. I think through the show Ghost Adventures, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if you, you've heard of that. Reputable source, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so this has been all, like, I mean, it's been said that it's not real, but, I mean, there's, there's been, I mean, it's been on a TV show, not that that's like, oh, it's real, but... Yeah. I mean, it's well known and, you know, it's just, it really makes you think, like, because the 1900s when science was really, like, taking off, there was a lot of messed up stuff that happened, like the forced sterilizations and, you know, um, the electroshock therapy they would do in insane asylums. I mean, you don't call them that anymore, but... um, those those mental health treatment facilities i mean we know now that that's not the solution and the things that people thought were solution i mean it's just essentially like they would torture people and they would be like oh this is a good thing this is fine but yeah i mean it's it's pretty ridiculous um but anyways so this is called the russian sleep experiment and uh these are essentially five prisoners of war that were Put into this chamber um, with an experimental gas-based stimulant. Uh, they were all sealed in there. The only way to communicate with them was uh, an intercom. Um, Did it say if they had like video surveillance of them in there or no? No, it says there were port like glass portholes size windows to okay. monitor them. Okay. Um. Cots to sleep on were in there, no no bedding, running water and toilet. Uh, and it, there was enough food in there for them to last for over a month. Um, the test that they were doing was, with the stimulant, was that they didn't want them to sleep for 30 days, which is humanly impossible. <laughs> but um, things went normally for the first five days. And they were just asleep during the, supposedly asleep during this time? 
no, they were not supposed to sleep. Oh, they so, weren't supposed yeah, to sleep. Yeah, so okay. the stimulant kept them up for the first five oh, days. Dang. Everything, Everything going normally. Um, so they were falsely promised that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Um, eventually they all started to get, after these first five days, they started to get increasingly paranoid and they wouldn't talk to each other. Um, and they, they weren't sure if this was just, uh, them going insane or was a side effect of the gas. Uh, after nine days, they started screaming. One, one man screamed for three hours straight and tore his own vocal cords. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it gets pretty ridiculous. Um, Two of the non-screaming captives took the books apart that were in there and smeared page after page with their own feces and pasted Uh. them calmly all over the glass portals. So, um, they couldn't be monitored Covering up their view. Yeah. Um, and before then, they had been whispering into the microphones, but it stopped after that. Three more days passed, so this is, this is day 12, and the scientists wanted to... Um, make sure the microphones were still working because they had heard no sound for the past three days. Um, and they're gonna, they said, we're opening the chamber to test the microphones, step away from the door and lie flat on the floor. You will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. But they had said they don't want to be freed anymore. (laughs) So, um... That was obviously of shock to them, so they they flushed the chamber of the stimulant and filled it with fresh air, but the weird thing is they wanted the gas to be turned back on. Um, and essentially, <laughs> they... Um, and then they... <laughs> So yeah, they, they begged to turn the gas back on. Um, and one of them had died at this point. So there's only four of the five left, but it was reported that none of them really looked alive. Like they were Uh. in pretty bad shape. Um, after day five, none of the food had been touched. They hadn't eaten. Instead, they were eating themselves. So there was chunks of muscle and flesh that they had self-inflicted. And this is and eaten. This they they didn't have any food left, and that's why they're doing this. Or they just no, they had food food left. They just didn't eat it, (laughs) and that could have been because of the paranoia, but. They're probably I mean, feeding them Cheerios. They don't want no <laughs> <laughs> And they actually had exposed bone on their fingertips. So uh. they dug so hard into themselves that it got rid of the, the skin on their fingers, too. Um, so they had removed all of the uh, their organs. Or not their organs, their intestines. And... Uh, their rib cage and lungs were exposed, but their digestive tracts were all working. Um, 
and it was decided upon seeing the state of how they were that they needed to be removed. But um, they were insistent that they stayed there and that the gas be turned back on. And they kept saying that they didn't want to fall asleep. And the uh, the Russian soldiers, they, they tried to forcibly remove them anyways. But one of them died by having his throat ripped out trying to remove one of them. And another had his testicles ripped off. Oh. And an artery was severed in his leg by one of the subject's teeth. Um, five soldiers after that committed suicide in the uh, weeks following the incident. Uh, ultimately, um, they did, they were able to get three of the, the subjects out of the chamber and they were hospitalized, but they were unable to be, um, put under anesthesia and when the when the anest- when the anesthetic was brought in for them to be operated on they were adamant that they they didn't want to be put under because they didn't want to fall asleep and uh, one of them managed to tear through a four inch wide leather strap on one li- one wrist even though the weight of a 200-pound soldier was holding that wrist as well. Um, this, this person, after the anesthetic took effect, his heart stopped as soon as, as, soon as it did. Um, his, the autopsy that was conducted showed that he had tripled the normal level of oxygen in his blood. And... He had broken nine bones in his struggle to not be subdued, and most of them were from the force his own muscles had exerted on them. So they basically just became, like, human, like, I don't know, like, really strong, like, demons, kind of? (laughs) I mean, I don't know about demons. Like, I... I mean, maybe, Wait, but it just seems sounds like... like the wind peak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little. Like, not that they're immune to the pain, because they're clearly not, but... I mean, I don't know. This The next guy, he was the one that had told... I mean, they ended up doing a six-hour surgery on the remaining two people um, without the anesthetic, and so they're awake during the surgery and he had told the surgeon after he was done to keep cutting so it's almost like an addiction like an addiction to pain like they don't they don't seem to feel it almost like i, I don't know like how it's bizarre. the lack of sleep had anything to do with that that's weird yeah and the same the third guy or the second one that's still alive just said he must I must remain awake when they tried to uh, put him to sleep and he had the same response uh, when they had asked why they had injured themselves, why they'd ripped their own guts out and why they wanted to be given the gas again. So 
they were placed back into the chamber and there was some uh conflict about what to do with them because I mean do you give in do you give them the gas again I mean what quality of life are they even alive at that point I mean they they're yeah. clearly not like thinking like they'd rather be cutting I mean it's just their arm off yeah than... taking their own intestines out and I mean it's just weird so uh the the commanding officer had <laughs> had agreed to turn the gas back on, and he was going to put three of his own <laughs> scientists um, in there with him. But one of them took out his gun and killed the officer, and then killed the one uh, test subject that had... Uh, torn his own vocal cords and one of the other uh, scientists uh, was in there with them and he he started talking to the remaining one remaining subject and he said I won't be locked in here with these things not with you what are you and the subject said have you forgotten so easily we're you we're the madness that lurks within you all begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind we're what you hide from your from in your beds every night we're what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread and the researcher shot him in his heart and the eeg flatlined that they were uh, hooked up to, and the subject said, so nearly free. So, a lot to, a lot to process there. And I didn't even, I didn't even, uh, read all of it, but, because it's, yeah, this it's is a long, long one, but, um, even knowing that, I mean, that's not, not even true, it's still, it's still an interesting story to think about that. I mean, human test subjects. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's crazy because, you know, half a century ago, that wasn't such a, such a crazy thing. Right. Like stories like, I don't know, like the human centipede, like obviously like <laughs> that's not necessarily yeah. true, but it's just kind of more of like relating to the things that kind of were true with like just testing on humans, not caring about what would they, what they would become or, you know. It's kind of creepy to think about. Yeah. Just. It's just. It's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sciences can be scary, especially if it's like this is the the dark stuff. I mean, just and this is like just testing, testing stuff for the sake of testing stuff. I mean, testing we don't really what know what it's like to not sleep for 30 days. Yeah. Like, we don't even know why they did that. And then that's why you should get your sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyways, that's that one. Okay. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Just, just an interesting, you know, piece of fiction to go with these other just, biz <laughs> just bizarre stories. Yeah. 
Um, so this next one is, I don't know, in my opinion, it's kind of like more like, um, is this one real? I don't know. I couldn't find if it's real or not. I want to say it is, but it came from Creepypasta, so it's probably not. But it's called the Squidward Suicide. I chose to like talk about this one just because it's kind of different in the way like you would never think that there'd be yeah. could be a post about Squidward, but you know whatever. Like a family cart or not family, but um, like a young cartoon. Um, but so basically, uh, let me see. Uh, so in 2005, Nickelodeon's Animation Studios had recently completed production on the Spongebob movie, and the entire staff was somewhat sapped of, creative, sapped of creativity, so it took them longer to begin work on the new season of TV episodes. Um, the lead animators and sound editors were in the editing room to review the final cut of Season 4, Episode 1. Uh, they received a copy of the episode and gathered around the screen to watch to watch it. The title of this episode was supposed to be Fear of a Krabby Patty, uh, but when the title card came up on the screen, it read Squidward Suicide. Uh, everyone in the room was a little bit confused. I would be confused as well, but like even if someone was trying to make a joke out of that, that's not something that is even funny, but whatever anyways uh the spongebob squarepants theme tune played as usual and the episode began with squidward practicing on his clarinet hitting a few sour notes sour notes as he does uh spongebob was laughing and squidward stopped playing to yell at him to keep it down as he had a concert that night and needed to practice spongebob said okay and went with patrick to see sandy the bubble splash screen came up, followed by the end of Squidward's concert. So it made a kind of a time jump to the end of the concert. But uh, at this point, the episode began to get very strange. Uh, as Squidward's concert ended, there was discontented murmuring in the crowd, and they began to boo him loudly and maliciously. Not like a normal TV kids' TV show with like people booing, but more... Um, evil kind of uh squidward looked very visibly afraid <laughs> uh spongebob was also standing in front of the crowd and he too was booing again being a little making it more odd um but even more odd was the fact that all of the characters had hyper realistic eyes uh they were detailed and their pupils were glowing red and they said it looked really cgi not more cartoon cartoonish which which would be really creepy i feel like to just be watching like a bunch of yeah. spongebob characters like fish people just like cgi eyes with red glowing pupils Ugh. anyways the next scene showed squidward sitting on the edge of his bed looking very depressed and forlorn for forlorn sorry behind him in his porthole window a dreary night sky could be seen the unsettling part was that there was absolutely no sound it was just quiet. Squidward just sat there in silence for about 30 seconds, then he started to sob softly. Then he put his tentacle hands over his eyes and cried quietly for a full minute. Gradually, the sound grew louder and a slight breeze could be heard in the background. The camera slowly zoomed in on Squidward's face and his sobbing grew louder and louder, full of hurt and anger. 
The sound of the window became more severe as if a storm was brewing. Very faintly, in the background, something that sounded like hollow laughter could be heard. It came at odd intervals and never lasted more than a second. After 30 seconds of this, the screen blurred and twitched violently, and something flashed over the screen as if a single frame could be had been replaced. Um, the lead animation editor paused the video and rewound it, frame by frame. Suddenly, something horrible flashed up on the screen. It was a still photo of a young boy. His face was mangled and bloody, and one of his eyeballs was dangling out of its socket. His stomach had been sliced open, and his intestines lay in a pile beside him. The editors gathered around the screen, couldn't believe what they were seeing. They passed, or, sorry, they pressed play and continued to watch the video, hoping that it was all just some sick joke being played on them by the animators. Which, why? <laughs> like that's yeah, that's kind of. I would. That's not be okay. horrified if I saw that. Those people are getting fired first of all. <laughs> right. Um, on the screen, Squidward was still sobbing, but the sound was louder and uh, louder than before. There seemed to be blood coming from his eyes and running down his cheeks. The blood did not seem to be animated. It looked all too real. The wind sounded like a raging storm. The deep, unsettling laughter became more and more frequent. Suddenly, the screen twitched again. One of the editors paused the video and rewound it. Another single-frame photo flashed upon screen. This time, it was a little girl. She was lying face down in a pool of blood. Her left eyeball was hanging by a thread, and her... In and her entrails were piled on top of her. There were deep cuts all over her back. One of the interns in the room said he felt sick and rushed out the corridor. The editor clicked a button and the episode resumed playing. I don't know why they would keep playing this. I would go to the police immediately if this was shown to me. But anyways, Squidward was silent again and there was no sound at all. He put his tentacles down and his eyes were now done in hyper- realistic detail like the crowd before uh they were bleeding bloodshot and pulsating he st just stared at the camera as if he was watching the viewer everyone in the room shifted uncomfortably a few seconds later he started sobbing again but this time he didn't cover his eyes the sound was loud and piercing and screams rang out in the background bloody tears were dripping down his face as the wind began blowing again and the deep voice laughter returned another still photo flashed up on the screen, and the editor paused the video again. This time, the photo was a of a different young boy. His right eyeball was hanging out of his socket. Oh, God. It seems like a theme. And a large hand was reaching into his open stomach and pulling out his intestines. Uh, everyone in the room gasped at, the at this one, and the sound editors vomited, or and some editors vomited on the floor. Everybody was shaking and frightened. Someone rushed out to fetch a mop for the vomit <laughs> okay i don't know how to put that in there but anyways the editor stopped the video and said that he would call the producer and show him the horrifying photos contained in the video 15 minutes later the producer burst into the room and demanded to know why he had been called down to the studio the editor didn't answer him he just pressed play and the episode continued on the screen squidward was just staring at the screen his face in close-up the soundtrack became silent and a deep voice was heard whispering do it
the camera pulled back. It's just like a Nike. It's like NZV, like a Nike, like commercial. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. The camera pulled back, revealing the Squidward was holding a shotgun. Oh, didn't even read this part. In, in a tentacle, in his tentacle hands. He suddenly raised the shotgun, placed the barrel in his mouth, and pulled the trigger. There was a huge explosion, and the realistic blood and brain matter splattered against the wall behind him. His head dis disintegrated, and his body fell sideways and collapsed on the bed. The last five excruciating seconds of the episode show his body on the bed on his side, one eye dangling on what's left of his head above the floor, staring blankly, blankly at it. Then the episode cuts to black. The producer was furious and demanded to know what the heck was going on. Most people left the room feeling sick to their stomachs. Just a handful of people remained in the editing room attempting to figure out what exactly had gone wrong with the episode. The only explanation they could come up with was that somewhere along the line in the production process, the video footage had been edited by someone. The logs were consulted and everyone who had worked on the video was accounted for. The editors attempted to analyze the video file, but there was no time lapse. All the video equipment involved in the production line was examined for viruses, malware, and other malicious files, but everything checked out fine. Due to the nature of the photos, the footage was handed over to the police, but nothing came of it. None of the children in the photo were identified, and the video files yielded no clues of or physical evidence. To this day, nobody at Nickelodeon Animation Studios can explain what happened. And that's the end of that story. That's kind of weird that there's no, like, I mean, I feel like if something like this happened, if it was real, we would have heard about it. Right. I feel, I didn't hear about any of this when, especially, like, if this would have happened, I feel like Spongebob would have been shut down. Like, yeah. Steven Hillenburg would not have had the long run that he yeah. would have had R.I.P. R.I.P. the homie Steven, <laughs> but no. But yeah. Um, yeah. This is, it's just... the. But who, who came up with this, first right, of all? Like, because that is so incredibly dark. Like, it's just, it's really unsettling to me. Like, the description of, like, it's so graphic. And yeah. And so, and like, it's, it could sound real. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known if yeah. it was fake. Unless they just covered this up and now it's like a, some hidden thing but i feel like at one point point or another it would have made some type of news right and i think it like the police wouldn't have just like thrown it aside like yeah. it says like they just looked at the photos and were like especially if they were kids like yeah. they would have just been like oh oh well we can't identify him so there's nothing we can do like no uh some people i just don't understand how they like this, whoever wrote this sick. that's sick they're sick, but, like, they could make a pretty pretty good horror film, I feel like. Yeah. Like, they could yeah. be a good writer. But, again, like, why are you doing this? Yeah, that's just... There are other ways gross. to get your vo your your point across. Yeah. Than taking a fun childhood show that... <laughs> um, just, just completely ruining it. it. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. The deep laughter and, like, the... the the red eyes and the blood. Because, like, I've seen that picture before, like, that they have on the top. I've yeah. seen that picture. I wonder if that's just, like, fan art, like, if someone recreated it. I f yeah, I feel like, I don't know. It's, it's just a picture of Squidward. It's not, like, the kids, just to yeah. verify, but, God, it's like... I hope I never <laughs> see anything like that. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, like, a, I think that's, like, a meme. 
<laughs> I've, I've definitely seen like a memes like that of Squidward with the red eyes. But I mean, I yeah. Know. I wonder. I want to watch season four, episode one. Like, just which one? It's called Fear of a Krabby Patty. Oh yeah, that's the one where he like can't sleep, or like he doesn't want to go to sleep because he keeps having dreams about Krabby Patties like eating him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like nothing to do with Squidward. No, it has nothing to do with this. Like nothing to do with a concert. There is an episode where like they have a concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he like stays up all night writing it. And then like SpongeBob and Patrick or Patrick is like having issues, so SpongeBob's like being a doctor for him outside. And oh he yeah. That all into the yeah. into the song. He like tests his reflexes, oh, and it's like five <laughs> seconds after like a delay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like so. the stopwatch, and like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God. And then, ev- but everybody loved him after that one. That was a much better ending than this. Yeah. Just talk about SpongeBob for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We could, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. not. But anyways, so yeah, that's uh, Squidward's um, suicide. Which pretty dark. pretty dark, I agree. Okay, next one. All right, so this one, or what are we looking at on time? Should I bring this one up, or should we just go? Um, we are. I want to say like thirty minutes into it. I oh, that's not a lot. Okay. Uh, this one I'm just bringing up because it's kind of close to us, and we know that it's at least it's real. So. I could be wrong. Let me bring yeah. some some actual validity and not just speculation. But um, this case, I feel I'm not sure how well known because our state is just kind of like forgotten about. <laughs> but um, the the two girls that or at least tried to kill um, another girl for Slenderman. Oh, yeah. In the woods. Yeah. And she was left on a bike path. And she was stabbed 19 times and survived and crawled to the side of a road where a bicyclist found her. And this happened in 2014. So it's recent, but not like, you know. Yeah. Not, it didn't happen last year. Um... They were 12 years old at the time, and um, I'm not sure how old the other girl was, but she's. It says she's 17 now, and she's she's actually. There's videos of her talking about it, surviving it. Oh, be so, such like I'd have I don't so even much trust I issues. Hear that. Yeah, that's crazy. Because um, wasn't it like her friends, like her supposable friends yeah, that they did were, it? They were all friends. Um. 19 times though and just and living i i don't even want to imagine how much pain she was in and she she crawled somewhere to and that's crazy to me yeah probably like just like a superhero moment in a way like Like your body yeah your adrenaline just builds up and Mm -hmm. you can just your body doesn't want to give up yeah, so only one of the two girls did it, but the other one was egging her on to do it. Yeah. Um, and if I'm 
I doubt there's nobody on the planet who know who doesn't know who Slenderman is, but he's this guy who tall, faceless guy in a suit who comes and takes children. Um, I don't know if he kills them or he just kidnaps them, but yeah, that's kind of his deal. And there's like pictures. Fingers crossed, <laughs> Photoshop <laughs> of him like at playgrounds. These are black and white photos, so they probably are. But yeah, you know, I I, I don't know. I'm just gonna say it's fake for my own, so I can sleep tonight. <laughs> but no, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I'm I'm not a minor anymore, so he's not gonna take me. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's messed up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they did it for him, but basically he's this, you can go and read the creepy pasta, but there's a lot of, you know, sightings and I mean, he's probably one of the most well-known yeah. creepy pastas ever, but there's, there's that. Um, I just, I heard of him from that one video game where you have to go like collect the, the eight pages, the eight pages. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he was a creepy pasta. But, yeah. Yeah. You definitely creeped me out after I looked a picture of him. I was like, this guy yeah. is... Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, yeah. creepy-looking pictures of him. I mean, I don't know. It scares me. But, yeah, the know. girl that got stabbed, she, like, literally went to a school that's, like, 30-minute drive from where we live. Yeah, which is really, like, disturbing. Right. Um... And then oh, they, they... oh, um, as far as how they got tried, the two of them obviously mentally ill. One mm-hmm. of them was diagnosed with schizophrenia. The other one, I couldn't find what she was diagnosed with. But one of them has like twenty. No, I think it might be twenty-five to life. Oh, in prison. Yeah, or... and the other one. I don't, I'm not sure. She might just be in an asylum and then, or a a mental health facility. And and then she does communal work with supervision until she's 37. So, but the thing is, I don't know if that sentence is going to stand because I don't think you can give or try... 12-year-olds as adults. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Because, like, I've heard of trying, like, 16, 17-year-olds as adults, but 12 is pretty young. Especially if they're mentally ill. I don't know if you can give them an adult sentence like that. I think, like, they definitely shouldn't just be let go. I think they they, they, they they definitely need help. For sure, yeah. I, I think the, like, keeping them in you know, a place where they can get better. Yeah. Um, I don't think putting them in a jail cell will help. No, yeah. It's about rehabilitation, not just punishment. Yeah. Especially for kids, which I think the system, this is completely unrelated, but I think the system is moving towards, especially with juveniles. Being um, more like... At least that's how it should be. Like, rehabilitation and... Like straight to prison is more. Yeah, like, okay, it shouldn't yeah. be a scared straight type. <laughs> yeah, type deal because yeah. that's you know that's not gonna help. But anyways, that's a whole different can of worms <laughs> that I really don't want to get into. But yeah, yeah, they they need help. 
more than anything else. Um, but I'm definitely glad the girl survived. I mean, that's like, I don't even, yeah, what she went through. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, one of them, one of them is 25 to life. Um, indeterminate sentence involving at least three years of locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute followed by communal supervision until age 37 so that's just one of them yeah i don't know i'm assuming they got the same sentence though like that probably would... or something close or yeah because the other one didn't even do anything but she was still there so like i don't really know yeah. Wait. Okay, one of them pleaded guilty to a lesser charge and was found by a jury to be not guilty by mental disease or defect in 2017. What? And then the other one pleaded guilty to the first degree charges against her. So, I don't I don't know, I don't know. This was this is more recent now. This is October This well the article was published 2019 oh so that is pretty like yeah so huh um yeah hmm. well there... i do i do remember real quick the there was like a movie made um for slenderman uh and they wouldn't show it in any theaters around yeah around because where we this live happened because of this mm -hmm. like you would have to go like i don't know how far out but there was like no movie theater that was allowed to show this this film because of what happened here yeah that's like it was that bad that yeah that would be triggering though yeah. definitely um but there it says now they're both in mental health institutions okay not good. not prison so and they're not in the adult offenders database so I guess they were tried as juveniles, but I don't know. I just, I don't know what their sentence is. I don't know. I don't, I doubt we're going to do life though. Yeah. I wonder if the, the, the person, the friend that, the victim, if she knew that they like followed Sunderman, like if she knew about yeah, him. Yeah. That's just like, cause yeah. I don't know how you wouldn't know about like that. Like I'm sure they brought it up, but like they probably weren't like. Oh, the she conspiracy. Probably wasn't in on yeah, she probably wasn't yeah. like, all right. Yeah. I'll be the sacrifice. The sacrifice. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was wrong with time. We are actually reaching fifty nine an <laughs> oh. hour. But look um, at the two girls. Yeah, they look, they look like. like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's hard to, like, say that, but, like, at the same time, you know, just from a mugshot, if someone is not necessarily right. Yeah. No, yeah. It's not fair to judge them like that, but... Um, but on a little bit more happy note, uh, if any of you has heard of this app called Randonautica, um... We recently found it. Well, I mean, I found it probably a month ago from my friend, but we recently just downloaded it. And basically, it's here, I'll read you. I found another one. 
Oh, it worked. It just worked. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I want to. I'm just gonna basically. Randonautica is an app that will ex- encourage you to get out and explore your local. Oh, this. By the way, this isn't like we're sponsored by Randonautica. We just kind of <laughs> thought this was cool. We're just doing a more of like the mystery like podcast. So we're like, want to want to add this a little bit into it. But anyways, uh, get out and explore your local area. Um, it does this by giving you a randomized set of coordinates and asks you to go out with a purpose in mind. This can be anything big or small, like finding something unexpected or the answer to something that's been bugging you. Once you return to, from your trip, you are encouraged to share with your stumble, what you're stumbled across on the game's forum. Some people have stumbled across spooky coincidences, which have helped the app gain traction. Um, so basically... Uh, you, it take uses a, a quantum random number generator to give you a set of coordinates for your local area. The idea is to contri- encourage you to explore your area <laughs> with an idea in mind of what you'd like to come across. It could be something simple as seeing something worth taking a photo of or something more complex like an answer to a question you've been pondering. Once you ventured out, you encouraged to share what you found online. Again, I don't know the whole whole forums thing, but um, so I'll kind of explain how to use it from experience. But basically, you give them your location. It says it's secure, so I trust it. (laughs) Sorry if you hear noises in the background, but. Someone's playing some Call of Duty no, that's Warzone. Valorant. Oh, that's Valorant? That's some Valorant right there. Oh, yeah, Valorant. But anyways, um, you, you give them your location, and then you're given, a, like, three options. Either an anomaly, an attractor, or a void. Uh, an attractor is an area where quantum points are highly concentrated. What that means is that the Randonautica app would deem such an area highly significant. Uh, a void is the opposite of an attractor, which means it is an area with where quantum points are sparse. This isn't a bad thing, however. It's a location, particularly a void of quantum points. It is a, It has a better chance of being relevant towards your intention, seemingly. And then the anomaly is um, kind of in the middle. It describes either a void or an attractor. Um, it refers to a found pattern in quantum number dates. In layman's terms, it is an area that believed to have been influenced by human thought. Um, so basically, you choose one of those, and then the next part is confusing to us, but it asks us to use how, or up to how many points would you like to look at look for. Uh, we've saw, seen tutorials where people just use one, so it's, you just normally use one. Um, but then they give you this entropy source, and... Um, the one that is most like is most like recommended is uh, the Randonauta ANU, which refers to the Australian National University, which plays host to the quantum random generator that provides Randonautica with its data it uses. Um, so basically, we chose that the ANU, and then you have to focus in on a certain thing. It can be like an emotion, like love, hate happiness you get the point or it can be like something like an object or a color like we chose one time i chose blue and orange like we thought of blue and orange just those colors 
or we thought of a dog or a jeep like a car like we just thought of that but you have to be like you have to clear your mind of think of those things like only those things and then your phone will give you a location using like the coordinates like the like actual coordinates and you take those coordinates and you copy and paste them into google maps or apple maps but preferably google maps and you then you can drive to that location and hopefully most of the time well yeah most of the time you whatever you thought of will be resembled in what in where you're driven to so for an example with the blue and orange we thought of blue and orange for like I don't know, like a minute at most. And then it gave us a location like five minutes from where we, we were. We drove there and in the yard, not even joking, was a sign that had blue and orange on it. And none of the other houses had it. And it was just like a random location. And we were just like, obviously, like that's weird. But I know you guys are going to be like, well, that's just coincidence. You guys are like looking into too much. But there's been times where like we thought of a jeep and it brought us to a jeep and it's just it's because it's like all it's seemingly all random coordinates you know like it's just it's weird and it's kind of frightening i don't know if like this leads into other conspiracy theories but we're not going to get into but like um i don't know it's just interesting yeah. I hadn't done it, so before we made this, I was like, Austin, let's do it. So we thought of two, like, just random colors, like, because if we did, like, red and blue, like, that's everywhere. Yeah. So we like were, the American like, flag is red and blue. Right? Yeah, so we wanted to specify. So we said, we said royal blue and lavender, and it took us to a park that's about, like, five minutes away, and we get there, and... There's a baseball little league team playing, and their color was blue, like, and it was everywhere, like, yeah, the parents, the kids, the lawn chairs, like, it was basically just, it was all blue, yeah. and we weren't seeing the lavender, so we kept driving a little bit, and then there's one lavender bush as we're turning yeah. to the park, and we, we like to turn around, we like turn one around, bush. and we like look around, and like, holy shit. There's a lavender bush, like, and there wasn't, like, other flowers, like, it wasn't, like, someone, like, planted a bunch of flowers, no, it was just literally just there. Yeah, it was just that one. And, I don't know, like, again, people are like, oh, that's just coincidence, but, like, I don't know, sometimes I just feel like it isn't, and it's kind of fun just to be like, yeah. no way, like, that's just, <laughs> that's, just. It's more fun to believe in yeah, the process, right. too. Um, so, I don't I, know, that was weird. I heard, like, a See. theory, like the object just manifests after you think about it which would be really weird considering that an entire little league was just manifested from our from us thinking about it but you know like yeah. i don't know i don't necessarily, necessarily believe that part but right it's just weird that they happened to be there right when we did this at that exact time yeah and they were i mean it was royal blue like it wasn't sky blue it wasn't you know, navy, yeah. it was royal blue. Like the exact color that we thought yeah. of. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. If it's a coincidence, there's been a lot of them, and it's very weird. Yeah. Um, again, the app is called Randonautica, right? Is that what it is? It's a really weird name. Yeah, Rand. It's all over TikTok. Yeah, so. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of TikToks about it. 
Um, but yeah, so kind of ending it more on a happy, not creepy and terrifying and morbid <laughs> note. But um, I hope you guys really enjoyed listening to some uh, creepypasta. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting, like looking up some of this stuff I had never heard of before. Um, but yeah, any, uh, any last words? No, I mean, yeah. solid first podcast. Right. I think I only have up, uphill from here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel um, like once we get into like a more funny, yeah. like uplifting topics, maybe, maybe a different one next week. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Not that this wasn't like fun because I enjoyed it and I, I like looking at this stuff and yeah. considering possibilities or you know, whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for podcast number two. Don't know what it's about yet, but <laughs> I'm sure it'd be something to listen to. Anyways, guys, uh, thank you for watching or listening. Yeah. Listening. <laughs>